This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the pilot edition of the Always Wolves Squadcast. I'm your host, Dazzling Dave, and I'm here today with Wolves Girl. Hi, Wolves Girl. Hi, everyone. Welcome. And um, this is a brand new uh, podcast that's brought to you by the fans, for the fans. And um, we want you to be part of our squad. We are the squad, so that's kind of why we're calling it the Squadcast. The Always Wolves Squadcast. And we're just going to have a little general chat. This is the pilot. This is the sort of, not the launch episode. This is the episode where we just have a general chat, get things up and ready, ready for the launch. And so, um, the first thing I just want to talk about, really, we're sitting here with mad Wolves fans, following them for so long. Wolves girl, how are you feeling about the season so far? Well, I think considering that... Um, so many of the pundits were very down on walls in respect that we've got such a small squad, we were in Europe, we played so many games before the Premier League even started that many decided to write us off. So when we look at all those factors, I don't think as Wolves fans we can really complain. We've had plenty of fun, we've had European games to go to, home and away, so a fair bit of travel... And the Premier League, can't say we've had a run in the cup, but that would have been nice. It would have been nice. <laughs> to be honest, as, as a fan, uh, the way I look at it, I, mean, I think a lot of Wolves fans looked at it at the beginning of the season, we would have taken, if we can finish top half and have a decent run in the Europa League, that would be fantastic. After the first six games, we've like lost a few, drawn something. We've been playing in the Asia Cup, all the qualifying rounds, and like, we are a little bit stressed. Look where Wolves are now as we're coming like third week of January. Is it, are we sixth or seventh in the... Seventh. Seventh in the league. We're on the same as of points. today. Yeah, we're, we're on the same points as United and Tottenham. And United fans are, are so disappointed with being in fifth. I think you told me that they're, they're on about having a walkout or something at the next game. Apparently, it's rumoured. Um, but of course, this is Twitterverse and that doesn't always equate into the... A the, walkout the... for being fifth. <laughs> A walkout for being fifth. Okay, it's just mad. Yeah. Um, it's, been, it's been trending um, 
Manchester United walkout that in the 58th minute in the game against Wolves, they're planning on walking out in protest against the Glazers, Ed Woodward. And it being goes off. What are you going to do in the 58th minute? Are we going to sing the Fosun song, are we? <laughs> celebrating. No, we're going to be celebrating our third goal. Well, that, well, that would be absolutely <laughs> amazing if we do. To be if honest, only. As, we, as I say, so basically, most fans at the start of the season are kind of like, yeah, top 10. And we still might top 10 and a run in the Europa League. So, But because of how well we've done, um, I mean, beating Manchester City twice, home and away both spectacular games you know seeing the player development of people like Adama Traore and seeing like the likes of Pedro Neto he's coming to the team you know the entertaining football that we played the game against Liverpool where we took them on most teams would have probably sat back and gone do you know what let's try and hold on for a draw Wolves are going for the win against the European Champions League world and champions elect and we get stung and um, I think it's First half of the season has been pretty special. We've had some good away days as well, haven't we? Uh, around Europe, looking forward to Barcelona as well. Yep, can't wait. It sort of kind of sort of puts us into that position. It's like like so we're here now. We're sort of like one week from the the end of the transfer window. What do we want to achieve in the second half of the season? Where can we see us going? What do we need? I think it's been apparent that the squad has been feeling the strain. Of especially the Christmas period, having to play Manchester City and Liverpool in like 40 hours, and it's hard. So, the fact that we've only got one game in 22 matches, it's kind of a time to take stock and see where we're at, and hopefully, they can recharge the batteries. We can have these new additions and really push on. And who would have thought we'd be sitting six points behind a Champions League place? Yes, but. Don't you think Champions League place this year is is asking just a little bit too much of the team? Well, yes, <laughs> is an answer. <laughs> to be honest, I think all of us realistically think Champions League that would be amazing. But I would be sick. I think most of the uh, the Wolves players, the squad, and stuff like that will be thinking if we can play like we played against Liverpool and Tottenham and City and you know and beat the teams that we're supposed to be hopefully being where we often trip up I mean the, the Southampton game is a typical example OK they're on a good run 2-0 down uh, but the fighting spirit of this team we've won more points is it 18 points from losing positions and the next Leerish Premier League is, team is 11 points yes I think you're right there yeah I think so so we are starting to win those games aren't we so, who's to say we can't push on for a Champions League place? And I think Nuno, they'll be having a go. They'll be, I think it's like, let's try and do it. Try and finish as high as we can. But Nuno always takes one game at a time. But really, we need to be looking at making sure that we are in one of those Europa League spots again. We've had a taste of uh, being in the Europa League this year and I don't think anyone really wants to give up those uh, Thursday, well, very special Thursday nights, do they? But, Plus, I think it's really important to players at the moment. They want to uh, play in Europe, and if we're going to keep our squad together, a Europa place is going well, to I be Well, I think key. that's a very, big, a very important point. Europa League football, uh, Fosun and Wolves, Nuno and the players will want European football every year, without a shadow of a doubt. We want to be established as a top seven, top six club. Anything that's an improvement on that with the number of games in the squad is going to be... So Europa League football is a must... 
hopefully without the uh, the need for loads of qualification games. I think if you can finish fifth or sixth, you have a... I think, is it fifth you go straight into the group stages? Well, we finished in seventh, didn't we, and had to do the qualifiers. And that was only because Watford lost the cup, the cup final. Because the winners of the cup final... You're not looking too smug there when you say Watford lost. Well, I, I'm not saying... I mean, Watford, great club and everything, but hey... After Troy Deeney and then getting to the final on that day where we, we lost, it was kind of a smug day when they got tapped 6 0 <laughs> and we made Europe and we're, you know, singing about European football. Because wasn't it they were saying, wasn't there a, that Twitter that from Watford they're saying, is, is there only us that wants to qualify for Europe? Yes, remember it well. And then after the uh, the cup uh, final, after after Flame Wolves and winning the semi final, they never won another game until like <laughs> whenever, but it was nice. Um, so yeah, Europa League definite, Champions League would be nice, but there are of course two routes to the Champions League. You're One, talking about a Europa win. <laughs> if we do win the Europa League, and Sean Connery, um, may rest in peace, Bill, our friend, um, who you obviously see on the uh, on my channel, passed away. One of the things he said when he passed away was that Jota will score a hat-trick. And then we see he scored that 11-minute hat-trick in the third fastest in Europa League history. And he also said Wolves will win the Europa League this year. So if we do win, we don't need fourth place anyway. We'll just qualify by rights. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll come on to Espanyol um, in a little while. But a lot of the speculation at the moment is about transfers in and um, transfers out. And uh, is it Podent, Daniel Podent? Yeah, we've been linked with Daniel Podence from Olympiacos. Interestingly, he was a former sporting Lisbon player. Yeah, so he left in the same way that um, Patricio, Patricio left, left yes. didn't he? So Olympiacos, I believe, paid compensation to, compensation to Sporting to get him in the same sort of scenario that we got Rue. What and, and, and he's also Nelson Oliveira is another one. And if I'm right in saying, as we record this podcast, they're about to... The two sides are about to face each other and they're both in the squad. That's right. Both have been named in the 21 and 22-man squad for um, AEK Athens and Olympiakos. Kicks off half past five on Sunday. Be interesting to see if That's either... That's today, as we yeah. record this. <laughs> yeah. Be interested to see if either of them make the bench or actually get a start. My, my, my worry is that they're both going to go in for a crunching tackle and end up injuring each other. That would be the worst possible scenario. <laughs> No chance. Do you think they'll have a chat after the game? No chance. Podence is at they won't have Compton a chat after Park the having his medical right now. Oh, if we only. <laughs> I'm sure they'll have a little couple of words because they're both heavily linked with Wolves. I'm sure they'll probably have a chat after the game about it because they could very soon be teammates in just over a week's time. Yeah, they could. Um, Ojogo, the Portuguese paper, is already reporting that he's, he's come for a medical and... His announcement is imminent, and that that's actually today that they've been reporting. But that. if that's the case, why is he in the squad? He's named in the twenty-two man squad. But surely he wouldn't be in the squad, or is that just um, smoke and mirrors? I really, really don't know. You um, think if he was leaving, he wouldn't be even in the squad, would you? He'd already had his medical, and it was all done and dusted. It was just an, an imminent announcement. I mean, who knows? He does seem like the sort of player that Nuno's really going to want. He's got pace, he's got skill. Right-footed, but can play on he's either side. He's quite small, isn't he? Uh, Podence. Low centre of gravity. He is, yes, but we've got Matinho, so... Matinho, the magician. He's everyone's a, I love saying, Matinho. Yeah, everyone's saying he's not particularly very tall. All oh, the Wolves fans bothered about it, but, you know... 
We've seen what Matinho can do. Does that really matter? No. Well, no. I mean, of course it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how tall you are as long as you play with play for the shirt, play with the passion, get on with the team and you've got loads of skill and you can add to what we've got as a squad, then I don't care if you're like eight foot or you're four foot tall. It doesn't matter. Oliveira then. Oliveira. Well, he was linked quite strongly towards the beginning of the week and as the week's gone on, it's looking less and less likely. Um, Wolves have announced, well, Tim Nash has had an exclusive, hasn't he? That we're looking Good at. Tim, we love Tim Nash. That we're looking at an unnamed striker. Now, is this. Is that because he hasn't been given a name yet, or, or because and they're still growing him in somewhere, somewhere in China or something <laughs> like that? Well, that, I think, is a very big question. Can it, we clone him and it yeah, <laughs> in that case? Be, because Oliveira has sort of indicated that he wants to come to Wolves. Mm. It's the sort of right price for sitting on the bench and backing up him and it. has been quite a mixed reaction from the Wolves faithful about Oliveira. Some people are like, yeah, brilliant. Some people are like, no, don't want, want him at all. How well, are you? Where are you? Where do you sit? Where do I sit? Well, I think he's quite experienced. I think we're limited as to who we can get because anyone that comes in knows they're going to be second to Raul. Yeah. Raul is number one and the chances of getting a huge amount of game time are limited. So, in some ways, Oliveira is quite experienced. Over his career, his stats are a bit hit and miss, but he has been in form quite lately and he's had 10 goals in the last 20 appearances. Don't you think the Greece League is a very good grounding league as well? It's not, it's no, it's not a bad league at all. There are some really strong, passionate fans yeah. as well. Passionate he, he also knows what it's like to play in England, having played for Norwich, yeah. Reading, Swansea. Well, that's what a lot of people are saying. He's and a Forest. Champ- people are saying, oh, he's just a championship player. But he's, he's a good age at 28... He's, uh, yeah, he's built up a lot of experience. Definitely, we need someone. If Raul got injured, we haven't really got anyone that can play that Raul Jimenez role. It never really worked out, did it? Um, pizza and pasta guy, what's his name? Catrone. Catrone. Now, someone needs to eat the pizza and pasta as well because there's loads left over. So we need <laughs> someone. We need somebody. So you you think he'd be a positive signing? I think he would be a positive signing, but I'm confused at the moment as to where we'll stand. Either he's the man that we want yeah. to go on the bench, or this unnamed striker the is the priority. Yeah, is the priority, and Oliver is the backup if they can't get that deal over the line, mm. or it's a bit of a ruse from Wolves to push the sale of Oliveira through. Oh, we're interested in someone else? And Again, maybe... There's loads, there's loads of games going on behind the scene. So, uh, is Mendes involved in any of these? Both. They're is both it... Mendes clients. Both Portuguese. Need be say any more. So, if I'm right in assuming, if we did bring those in, wouldn't that bring our Portuguese contingent up to nine? That's correct. And wouldn't that be more than the likes of Benfica and Sporting Lisbon and Porto? In... Very, very likely to be, yes. Yeah, that's been, been amazing. We are literally Portugal B, but, you know, I don't care. I, I do love the Portuguese players because they've got a really good grounding. Uh, the, obviously, you see that they've got good value. They don't, there's none, none of these clicks that seem to go on at Wolves. Um, it doesn't matter what nationality you are, and the, the fans get behind all of the squad. So it's fantastic. So don't you think some of that's down to Nuno and making sure that players integrate and everyone's included. They have to speak English. 
There's there's no Portuguese. Well, Catroni struggled, didn't he, with his English? Do you think that was one of the reasons why he's ended up going? Because he he struggled, or he struggled to settle. It. I mean, he was much loved by the Wolves fans. They did take to him. They had that fantastic song. Yes, but he didn't really have any support. His girlfriend didn't come with him. His family didn't come with him. He made the journey on his own, and Wolves that's, that's got to be tough, well, didn't they? Yeah, that's got to be tough for a young young lad to go and we go do to wish him country. well he was a nice nice lad at Fiorentina and of course we've also seen um, although I'm not very keen on the new song with the Lampredotta and the Bistecca isn't that something to do with steak <laughs> Lampredotta's something like it's a Florentine dish something like cow's stomach which just makes me think I of haggis I can't see the Wolves fan singing he loves the pizza he loves the cow's stomach can you <laughs> no go on <laughs> Bistecca no, no. is Florentine steak, so... Well, it's a delicatessen, yeah. I'm sure, over there, um, which is fair enough. And he scored his first goal almost immediately after leaving, but we what do wish him ten well. minutes? Ten minutes into his game, which is fair enough. And I hope he does well. I think he's going to be a top striker. Just didn't work out for him. And it doesn't. And just the same as uh, Jesus Vallejo. Or I was Vallejo. But you, you pronounce things so much better than me. Again... It didn't work out for him. You'd think him coming from Real Madrid, defender, he would be brilliant. But I think the pace of the Premier League, the system that we played, the fact that probably Real Madrid are attacking all the time and they don't do much defending, it never quite worked out for him. But of course he's gone to Granada now, so... He's got, yeah, and so he's literally... He's, he's, it's a sub-loan, isn't it, really, that he's, that he's kind of gone on. And I don't expect that we'll see him back either. So uh, any more thoughts on transfers in? Do you think we need a defender? With Bolly coming back, and Dan Donker and Saïs have both done a, a good job And then you've defense, got Kilman and Bennis. I think that might be that might be a summer sort of thing. I'm a bit worried. I'm January. a bit worried about Bennett leaving because my dad's not met Bennett yet, and he loves Bennett. And uh, I don't want Bennett to leave just yet because I want, I want my dad to meet him. Well, I th- I think Bennett will probably be on the transfer list in the summer yeah if he's not already on the transfer list this don't window. you think a defender will be the time uh, sorry the summer will be the time that Wolves will go in for that Ruben Diaz type defender obviously out of our price range because of FFP not saying that Fosen can't go out and buy Ruben Diaz because it's small change it's just a financial fair play mm. we just can't yeah. go out and do that financial fair play is really complicated you try to look at it but it does concern me sort of in the summer that we might see a churn in that some of our favourite or maybe even one of our favourites might be sold it's a bit like to account for FFP. It's a bit like EastEnders so that uh, Christmas they kill off someone. Kill off someone. <laughs> you know, I mean, oh, who would you lose out of the squad? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it was Cavalero and Costa last year, wasn't it? I mean, they've got good business for Cavalero. Don't forget the Costa money comes in at the end of this season as well. So that's coming in, and obviously I think uh, Catrone's gone out. Is on a is either six months or an eighteen months loan initially. Eighteen months. So that money comes in the summer after. So they're planning this all in. Obviously, we could demand huge fees um, and lots of profit on the likes of Neves and Jota and all of those. But I, I think they're really key to the squad. And I think getting European football again next season, and if we got Champions League football, they would all stay. You talked about um, Bolly. Great to see him on the bench warming up. He had get, a massive cheer, he did didn't he? He did get a bit of a cheer, didn't he? And you see his big beaming smile on his face. I've missed him. <laughs> we, we, we love Bolly. He, he, he is so... How he's built 
and and everything, and then he just glides around like a swan. He makes people look silly without. He's he's almost like moves like a sloth. He, a sloth. He, he, he seems to move. <laughs> he seems to move slowly, but he, he just Rep- goes. You do know sloths have got a reputation being for being slow. I know, but he's not slow. But he seems to move in slow motion. You mean he's graceful? Graceful, yeah, you you know what I mean? He kind of doesn't seem to move fast, but he sends people the wrong way in slow motion. It's just amazing how he plays. I'm going to ask you a big question now. So, Bolly, due back into the squad shortly, maybe for Man United. Well, he's back in the squad. Yeah. In the starting line In the starting line-up. So, will he be in for Man United? And who's going to lose their place to Willie Bolly? Well, I, I think it, one of the things that's very clear to see, because uh, he did play on the left for most of the championship season, for most of the first year of the Premier League, and then you saw him switch to the right, which yes. is, I think, his more preferred position. I believe the right is his preferred position. So I think the idea was move Bolly out to the right-hand side and bring in another central defender on the left. That was the, the initial plan. Now... We've seen Dendonka playing out on the right-hand side, and he's done yeah. a great job. And we've seen Saez playing out on the left. I think he's going to come into the Dendonka position on the Andy. right. You do, yes. And I think I was really, I, I was really very, very critical of Saez playing defence for a long, long time. Yes. He just didn't seem, but he, especially against the top six top strikers, and then we know that he plays there. So but, why do you think Dendonka? I just think because that's where he wants to play Bolly going forward. I think he sees Saiz as being uh, safe there. I think Dendonka, again, is a creative midfielder. He can also play forward if he needs to. He's got a lot. And and you've got Saiz is more of a defensive midfielder, I think. Yeah, I I think. I mean, Dendonka's been great playing out from the back and he's, he's done some some great passes out and he's you know it's not because I don't think he's done a great job there that I think he'll be uh, the one to make way for Willie he's he adds a lot of value in midfield and I think Nuno will will want him back in midfield as a priority over Saiz of course like midfielders we've got Neves we've got Moutinho hopefully none of them get injured Morgan Gibbs White's now back from uh, his back injury and he's still a talent he's got a lot to offer um, some people say he should go out on loan to a championship club for a year. Maybe that would do him good. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting whether that will happen. I don't see us getting rid of Morgan. I think that another. A mid- he was growing and developing before he had this the injury. injury. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens with Morgan. Cause I think he. I think he did. He I think will Nuno have a clearly it does. Value well, he's got. Him. He's got a lot of ability. Sometimes he just overplays. When he plays, he, he's got. He's got. He's got that ball that he can play down the middle and across. He's quite forward-looking, and we we want someone like that. We also, I think, a, a Frank Kessier-type player would be brilliant to bring in into the midfield uh, as well as as part of the squad going forward. I don't think that's going to be on the cards at the moment. Though, not maybe not at the moment, but again, I think a defender and a, another central midfielder in the summer. Can you see us bringing anyone else in? Oh, other than the players that we've talked about and that striker, do you think? I think Wolves have been very good at keeping things close to their chest with the transfers. And a lot of the announcements have been a surprise right up until the last... It it might have got leaked 24 hours before or whatever. We never last time, did we? No, not last January. Um, It wouldn't surprise me. We've only got a week to go and 
there doesn't seem to be anything looking absolutely concrete. And the guy that's come in for the under-23s, what's his name, Nelson? No, that's not Nelson, is it? What's his name? Leonardo Campana. Leonardo Campana. Well, he's going to be back this week as they're uh, not got through in the Olympics. I think he's in the form of like a Pedro Neves, a Jordao type. For the under-23s, if he's doing well, he's another option. I mean, I mean everyone's been very impressed with Pedro In fact, you've got some stats... I know you've got some stats because we're talking about players coming back. Uh, Diego Jota, who came back fantastic, been a mainstay for us in the uh, in the, and obviously had, I think he was a bit ring rusty. He missed that chance at the end, but you've got some interesting stats to compare to Pedro I and have. Uh, and Jota, haven't you? Yeah, well, I asked you initially whether you thought Neto would automatically make way for Jota coming back into the squad. Now, Jota hasn't been informed this season at all. I think Neto will start against United. And Jota is is my favourite player. I've loved him all along. But I'm not sure that he will necessarily jump back straight in the squad over Neto. In the first, in the starting lineup. He's, He's clearly more experienced than Neto. But if you actually look at the stats for this season, Jota's... Well, well, first of all, I'll tell you the minutes played so you can put the stats into some sort of perspective. Neto's played 602 minutes compared to Jota playing considerably more at 1,407. But Jota's got three goals and Neto's got two, two goals in less than half the time. Plus Neto's got two assists and Jota has none. No assists for Jota? No. Um, shots on target, Jota's 46 and um, Neto 12. So shots are clearly up there for, for Jota. But, I mean, these are the official Premier League stats that I've got. So who are you saying like, comes out percentage-wise in terms of the stats at the moment? In relation to minutes played, Neto seems like the better option. He, I must admit, and he played that role when he, he switched at Southampton to... Uh, the three, four, one, two dropped him in the hole, yes. um, and also that's meant that Adama Traore has been more central and sort of more able to sort of go where he wants and be less predictable. Did you see that one bit against Liverpool? And you've seen that like gif with the uh, Benny Hill music when he's got him running around and stuff like that, <laughs> and they were just trying to get the ball off Traore. It was brilliant. That was. Yeah, well, he he's a, a law unto himself, and I, I think him having a more of a rove, roving role has helped because I don't know whether he's going on the inside or the outside. So he's very hard to defend against in that respect. Yeah, and yeah, the more freedom he's had, the better he's looking. Although yeah. defensively, yeah, oh. Ben Clark giving him a hug again. Yeah, I wish I just wouldn't let him defend. <laughs> well, he made that thing, but Patricio made the save. Yeah, it was a great save from Patricio, but it was an error from Traore. He's, he's, he's liable to do that because he, he has that skill to to create space and get away, but you don't do it when you're on the edge of your own area, do you? Yeah. And I think that's something that he's developing. Personally, I want to leave him in the middle, so they've got to I'm leave the defenders. You, but <laughs> so the defenders have to stay out to you mark You are him. a goddamn genius because you've been saying for ages, and this is a fact. I'm not just making this. If it was me, I'd leave Triori when we've got when they've got corners and stuff at the, on the centre circle. For the set pieces, yeah. And what did you say? Like what happened at the weekend? Well, well, on Thursday, Thursday against Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, they left him in the centre circle. I'm like, yes! And then, leave, and then they're leaving two defenders back. Yes. He has got that. He had that one chance, didn't he, when he went through, and he, he probably could have gone a little bit closer to goal. 
uh, before he shot and he slashed his shot wide. That was a good opportunity. We saw him score a goal like that twice against City. Um, but yeah, that'll be interesting. I think um, out of the two, Bolly's probably more likely to go into the starting lineup uh, against United, I would say. I think Jota. I think Pedro Neto is probably uh, to keep the shirt. I think it also says to the other players, you know, if you're playing well, you know, you uh, yeah. you, you keep your shirt. Um, but I can Jota, see Jota being the sub for Neto. At but some we haven't point. really had an option recently to bring off the bench. I think there has been Benny Ashley Seal, who's found that he's a he is a great young prospect, but the step up's been a little he just probably needs a little some bit experience. much. Yeah, he needs some more experience. Uh, so that's been interesting. The next game that we've got coming up is as I say is, is Man United um, and we get a win for my birthday well let's hope um, I hope so obviously by the time we get to that the transfer window will be I don't see any of the the, the players that we're going to potentially bring in that will start but you could potentially see one or two potentially on the bench depending on when they come in in the window and um, obviously we've got the Premier League winter break coming up as well, which means Wolves literally only have one game in the next, um, not 22, it's about next 19 days. It's just, you know, because we have got the, we had the obviously FA Cup break this weekend, uh, United next weekend. Then we've got the Premier League break and um, the, the, they might be going to Bar- Marbella again, I think, for another training wouldn't, camp. Wouldn't surprise me. It is a favourite place. It's a home from home. It's a chance to re-energise. And I think this breaks at the right time, really, because of all the matches. You've seen the players out on their social media, their Instagram, their Twitters and stuff, been uh, spending time with the family, having some R&R, relax and rest. And uh, I think that'll do the most good. When do you think they'll be back um, into training? What, tomorrow, Tuesday? Monday, tomorrow. This goes out on the Monday, I think. I don't think they'll be back. I think they'll be in for... Light, tra- light training on Tuesday and, and then we're getting ready for the, ready getting ready for the game uh, and according to is it Ebola Ebola not what's the Portuguese oh Joker <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want Ebola you, you got confused with the coronavirus yeah, that everyone's that. talking that, about we don't want that coming anywhere near us either do we um, yeah Obojo or <laughs> whatever they call they reckon this Ponens Classic Wolverhampton yeah. uh, pronunciation. Yeah, they reckon this Ponens is, uh, is imminent. So do you think that could be done early next week? I think it's a possibility. Yeah, but I, I think if Wolves can get it wrapped up and done, they I'll, will be honest, do. I'm And then sick there of, might be a surprise yeah. on deadline day. Yeah, I'm sick of checking my notifications for uh, transfer news. Yeah, so, you know, so, so we've just had a look at a few things there. Uh, a general little natter. I hope you've enjoyed this particular uh, podcast. Um, you can find you on social media on what's your Twitter angle? Wolfsgirl1877. So go give her a follow. Uh, I'm Dazzling Dave on Instagram and Twitter and also YouTube. And uh, of course, make sure you um, follow the podcast if you can. And also check out the social media handles Always Wolves on Twitter and also Instagram. And um, yeah, until the next one, which will be the launch episode, which we're going to be doing just after the Manchester United game. And uh, look out for some some more of the squad that are going to be joining us for that, which will hopefully be regulars on this feature. Until the next time, from myself, Dazzling Day, and from Wolves Girl, Always Wolves.
This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.